Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this D&D campaign. Joining us today, we have... Uh, I'm Daniel, playing Ched Fleek, your druid for this campaign. Kale, playing the uh, I-can-now-bring-people-back-to-life cleric, Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock the really punchy monk, because I get to punch an extra time now. Punching that time clock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin, who gets the silenced Tarjux now. <laughs> I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjux, and it will only be temporary. Just as uh, soon as we walk into a room, I'm just gonna <laughs> just cast it. Just drop silence right on him. Oh my god! He'll have it ready. He'll have done it so often that it becomes his next like blood upgrade. <laughs> I should note that uh, the party did level up to level 5 at the end of the last adventure and so they have reached new heights of power which is going to make balancing combat even more interesting and exciting for me so much fun who wants to give us a summary of what happened last time uh, and remember this is like the second half right we've split it into two sessions now we robbed a tomb basically yeah uh, we, um, we did the other challenges of uh, the tomb of. Oh God, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I have his, the name, name. his name doesn't matter. He's Relanthus. dead. Relanthus. He's Had. dead. It doesn't matter. I think if it's more than five hundred years, it's not tomb robbing. It's archaeology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then we're fine. The also, elves might just be dead. We archaeologically <laughs> acquired a mythol. Yeah, we paid respects to a king. We're, we're leaving it there. That's what we're calling it. Alright. <laughs> we're going to carry on his legacy of having mythols. Like 60% Laura Croft, 40% Indiana Jones, am I right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not super familiar with the Tomb Raider games, but I believe uh, if it doesn't end up in a museum, then you're definitely more on the, the uh, Tomb Raider spectrum. Well, yeah. this doesn't belong in a museum. This belongs to us. <laughs> what do I think it does? Does it belong to us or does it belong to the tree we're about to put it in? But the yeah. tree belongs to us. <laughs> no. We're going to have to be real careful about that. Real, real careful about that. Because I know there's going to be a lot of people that aren't happy we have it. But I don't even know if I'm happy we have it. What are they going to do? Fly mm. up and take it from us? Maybe. Yes. Have you have you mentioned yet what it is that you're talking about? The uh, submarine. The tree ship. The sky submarine. No, the object that you robbed from the tomb. Oh, yeah, the yeah, mythol. It's, Splendid. It's a it's nuclear energy reactor. source. Def- definitely not just a person with a lisp saying missile. So I think you mean Mitchell. Uh, guy. <laughs> We're at it again. All right, <laughs> just a guy named Mitchell. He's yeah. like Matrix. And and we just pick up a dude <laughs> in a dungeon. Just He's been there. sitting like, there hey. for over a thousand years, and then you rolled him up in a blanket. You're like, hey, Mitchell, let's go power a submarine. He's like, okay, boss. Sounds cool to me. Sounds like great cardio. <laughs> oh my god. We just got him in there on a hamster wheel. <laughs> he's no, he's got a little bicycle. It's not a hamster oh, wheel. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a little, you know, no, totally. bicycle attached to an engine. But yeah, that's uh so we're on we just hit the surface basically and we are uh on our way back the two day travel to the uh the ship and the wizard and his lovely tree wife. As soon as you step out from under the the eaves of the crypt shrine cathedral sort of treescape, the apple blossom that has been sitting unruffled in Tara Jux's ah, yes. hair for, what, like two months now? Yeah. Yeah. It departs your hairline and drifts out on a breeze that doesn't exist about mm, five feet away from the party, where it then transforms into a lovely like garden trellis that's interwoven with English <sighs> ivy and morning glory flowers. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, um, so, we're, so we're walking around that, right? We're just... <laughs> Hold on. I'm not going to keep any mind to that. <laughs> like, and that's... out of this trellis yeah. steps a familiar woman. No. 
<laughs> she is dressed like, do you know that Monet painting of the lady with the parasol? Yes. One person, here. <laughs> I, 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 I love, I love Monet. Like. I actually for, have Monet hanging right next to me. For our listeners at home, look up Monet, woman with a parasol facing left. That's yeah, the that's name about of the what painting. I pictured. Yeah, um, I'll... All right, so on her right in her blind spot, I'm going to start casting magic circle. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I, I don't no. have the components. I immediately step forward to draw her attention, and I give a flourishing bow. I say, "Ah, uh, surprised to be sure. What brings you to our dimension?" I'm given to understand that you've recently come into possession of an immensely powerful. Uh oh, cut well, out. Yeah, you cut out a little there, but I got the gist of it. Well, I must commend your sources. My dear. And she's like, she just gives you a fond smile. She's like, did you really think, I told you that I would be watching your endeavors with great interest. Of course, but we... Oh, thanks for the help getting out of a dwarf kingdom, by the way. <laughs> you didn't need my help, as you are here now, unscathed. No. Us, you know, we are but small things, of course. I... I didn't realize we would be so fortunate to have your personal attention. Surely there are so many matters that must require your day-to-day -day management that a band of mere mortals seems beneath your notice, but I'm pleasantly surprised, it would seem. She twirls her parasol and gives you a warm smile and says, I don't think you quite understand how drastically uh, the addition of a mythal to the Fae courts would change the political landscape. I don't think, think we want to understand like... that. My uh, Fae politics is a little rusty. It's non-existent, my dear. A little rusty. So, I have <laughs> made the trip out first to commend you on your great successes so far and remaining alive and healthy. Uh, secondly, to remind you, of course, that I am always happy to assist you should you need my assistance. And thirdly, to offer you a choice. Hmm. I would be deeply indebted to you if you were to give the mythal over to me to use as a tool in my uh, plans and schemes in the, in the Court of Spring. I don't know if we want to be a part of... Plans and schemes in the Fey world, guys. Oh, but like K Hall does, but Desmond does not. My <laughs> <laughs> dearest Lady Blossom, uh, if we may uh, convene for just a moment, and then we'll uh, we'll be happy oh, to. Uh, honestly, all we need to do is get her, let's just get her terms and like tell her we'll think about it. Right. Well, well wait. What's huddle up, group? <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna be really sad if we don't have an airship. I don't think we were ever going to have an airship. Why don't you just ask for an airship in exchange for the core? Am I wrong? As long as it ends with us, you know, being able to fly unfettered by the tethers of the world, I don't care how we get there. I don't care. Ask for a never ending fly spell. Necessary. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god if i could get my like level 18 capstone permaflight now that would be hilarious <laughs> ah that would be really funny here's the part that's not being said it would help one court it would piss off the other one yeah other ones mm. there are four fane courts yeah. oh other ones then they don't necessarily <laughs> know that it was us though yeah, I, I, mean, think, I think they do. She found out. She does. That's because she cares about us. The other ones probably don't give a shit. She's interested. I in think us. they will. Caring. Well, interested, caring, interchangeable. I understand. No. What was our other option? Not give Take it to it her. Yeah, go. but like, what are the consequences of that? Did she say? Mm -hmm. I think they're implied. I mean, why would she give us the option if the threatening one? Because it, it's a fae thing, like. They gotta, like, do weird little tricks and, like, ritual stuff. And they're all about politeness. And it's more polite to be like, oh, the mortals gave me this thing freely. It's probably like, 
I don't know. Maybe there's a rule against taking mythols by force if we're you're fae. Giving it freely, though. Well, and if that rule does exist, then we're fine to just take but it. But it, it's much more fun for her to, to play with us, right? Like, she it's could take fun. it from us, like, while we're sleeping. It's not that big a deal. Right. But she thinks that she's got the big brain and we've got the big dingus. Well, to be fair, we've got a hefty amount of dingus. We do. <laughs> and that's true. Let's, let's not undersell our dingus. <laughs> All right. So if we do give up this mythol, which still seems, I don't know if we want to shake up the Feyen courts necessarily. I mean, we made a deal with the devil and we ended up just fine, right? Yeah, right? that was great. That was a very different circumstance. That yeah. was like, this would be like if we had made a deal with that devil and then placed a nuclear bomb in his arms before he went and been like, hey, have fun. I've been fine with that, but I mean, yeah. Anyway, next time we've got to make sure we've got enough like uh, components for me to do the magic circle, so that we can be like, because magic circle is the the thing that I can either trap otherworldly beings inside or or like protect us inside oh, a circle. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, totally. So back to the matter at hand, um, Mythal. If we give it to her, shit's gonna go down in the Feywild. Yeah. This will come and, back to us in some manner. Yeah. We will be owed a favor by someone who will suddenly be not just her current power, but much more powerful because schemes. And all you want to and in <laughs> what are we exchanging it for? An uh, airship? It's just a regular boat, but it flies in the air instead of on water. Like look. <laughs> flight is the ultimate gift. Mm. I'm I'm just gonna put my foot down on that. And I'm, I'll interject here and let you know that Leyland would have informed the party that tree ships aren't just like flying boats. They are flying fortresses. They yeah. have weapons. They have yeah. like. So I need to think of shield more, like a more than a ship. You'd essentially be gaining a mobile, like, fortress battle boat. station. Well, we, need, we would have to have like hire people to like maintenance and. But we would be able what to travel. It's a tree. Well, yeah, but we can't just like leave it floating somewhere. Like, but <laughs> Eric Cochran yeah. could come take it from us one day. I'll also remind you that Basil and Ivy yeah. said that you could have it on the condition that they remain aboard to study it. Yeah, this is like a non. Yeah. This is a non-issue. I think. I guess what I'm picturing is like, imagine if suddenly you were an adventuring party that owned a nuclear submarine. Imagine the doors that would open for you. <laughs> so the uh, other people who you know we're trying to keep right, away so from, and why don't why don't we do this? Why don't we give the core to the to the Fey Lady, and we say we want a smaller, more personal airship that allow us to like go where we want to go, and then we want a medium sized favor on the side. <laughs> I don't want to like, be negotiating this. I know I we need the more charismatic people to do that. I'm, I'm saying we shouldn't be negotiating. I'm saying this is a non-issue. We've already promised it. I can Ooh. definitely... I could put the charm on her. And I, I sidle up really work. close to Desmond. I'll be like... But, Dear God. I'm going to be honest with you, Desmond. Like, I can charm the pants off her, but I think she's smarter than me. I believe you're correct, Tarjux. I actually agree with you once. Uh, like, I, would like to point out that I was the one that got us out of the fake court last time without anyone giving their name over. Like she might, it's true, she might, might be able to trick me. As crazy as that sounds, you mean like she nearly did last time? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, like pretenses aside, yeah, this is. This, this I don't is like, like our odds negotiating. With a this fake is person. like. This is like the episode of Family Guy where it's like the boat or the mystery box, and I keep wanting to take the mystery box because there could be a boat inside the mystery box. <laughs> but there won't be. I, well, the there can be if we ask. The boat is going to protect us from the cult, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not but, just convenient transport and a place to live, a mobile home. It is, it is also protection. Yeah, I think word's going to get out about, you know, a flying... Flying fortress, yeah, yes. not attached well, to any sort of government. I mean, if we keep it up in the clouds. Oh, well, maybe we could take over a small principality. <laughs> you want to rule as king? I do. Let's, oh, how about the desert? 
Yeah. Nobody like owns that territory, right? What if we mm-hmm. took over like Aldrax? <laughs> I, I don't think that fortress is enough. I, I, well, then we could give we could give the core and ask for two airships. No, no. Okay. <laughs> what if what if we gave her the core and we asked for a hundred duck sized horses? Uh, <laughs> no, I want duck sized bears. What about just a gun? <laughs> no. <laughs> <a> gun. <laughs> Uh, or like a like an orbital laser cannon (laughs) moonbeam sharks with laser beams attached to their heads the hatchling well they actual hatchlings (laughs) ride it into combat okay yeah dear god (laughs) well obviously what we ask for is going to be something that's either like impossible or something that isn't like a fair trade so we probably should just keep it right Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I don't know what we would ask for right now. I know that's the best part. We could ask for whatever we want later, or Joe would just like trap us and be like, "Oh no, now we got to use our wish to save ourselves," and then we just blow it. Yeah, that does seem like <laughs> something we would do. That. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess like if we had a better target, maybe the thing is oh, right now, man. like we don't know. Who to bring down the wrath of the Feywild on? The devils. We could like ask her to transport <laughs> us to like hell, oh and then we could take no. our airship and like blow shit. <laughs> oh. But we wouldn't have the airship because she'd have the mythos. Damn it! Ah. We need to borrow it for like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we invading? Twenty hell? minutes. I don't know to go beat our devil friend. And, like because. Hayhall is trying to get us back to that one campaign we played for one session. Dude, I love that campaign. I know. I gotta I gotta figure out a way to like bring it back. (laughs) We might do something at Gen Con if I if I get enough spare time. Uh, Okay. So let's make a pros and cons list here. Pros of surrendering the mythol. We get uh, Lady Blossom gets more power. Which I maybe that's a pro. Um, I mean, she, she's friendly to us. That point. yeah, she would be more friendly to us, or at the very least, we would be useful. Um, because I feel like previously we weren't really doing anything for her. We were just like, oh, mm. we're an interesting novelty to you know toy with. But now it's like, oh, we I mean, actually we're, get shit we're done. Still going to be an interesting novelty to her. <laughs> but we're an interesting novelty that gave the myth all over. I don't know. Doesn't that seem like we would be more? apt to get additional jobs from the Feywild. Do we want that, though? We've got enough mess. Yeah, but if it pays well. Also, like, what's she going to do with her political power in the Fey world? Is it going to be something that affects our world? Yes. Probably. Yeah, in some sort of way, I'm sure. And do we want, if it gets back to us being a part of this, do we want the re- the other side of the Fey? You want to get kicked no. out of Jux? TJ? I already happened. Uh, nominally Twice. already kicked out of everything. <laughs> but permanently? Well, I, I, place, I place a hand on Ched's shoulder and say, oh, Ched, nothing in this world is permanent. Oh. Yeah. No, I try not to think about it too much. But seriously, like, it, permanent is just a word that people use to make themselves feel better about mortality. I... I'm not that concerned about the Fae wrecking vengeance on the mortal plane, but again, I don't know a lot about the Fae. I don't know what they would want with us here. This seems like a kind of... That's what makes it fun and exciting, actually. (laughs) And terrifying. Well, the cons is Falrock's sad, and he won't actually let us do this. (laughs) Well, the other con (laughs) is that um, the uh, Mr. Plant Wizard and his plant wife... Uh, All we got to do is go back and tell him we couldn't find it or that the ghost guy wouldn't give it to us. Yeah, and I can lie about that. No problem. Like, I can I can lie. We got all the way to the last door. And then that ghost man said that only elves allowed. I could lie to his face as his wife's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you get it, Leyland? (laughs) We even had a whole elf. And he yeah. wouldn't let us in. No, but it's like elf. we found out that he's like seven eighths elf. Ah, <laughs> 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 <sighs> okay. So the cons, uh, the wizard will be disappointed. 
we won't have a nuclear submarine airship sky fortress. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a really tough call. To, to metagame this, just an ounce. Joe's self-insert wizard characters would be very sad. I know. I, I really like him, even though I can't remember his name. <laughs> what? Basil. Thanks. I thought I had it written uh, down. Basil Pendergrass. Oh, there it is. I had it written down. Like, I have it here. I just don't have a, like, I don't have an ID next to it. So I didn't know who it was. I was like, Basil Pendergrass. Is that one of my made-up names? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, plant wizard. And his wife Ivy, but but fairy shenanigans. And I'm I mean, really good at I'm really good at dealing with outsiders and stuff. It's like my whole kit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, there'll be lots of that. Um, I have a hunch that the uh, hatchling cult is doing stuff with things that don't belong here. So maybe it'll work on hatchling abominations. All right, but you got to promise me that we're going to take over a small principality and get lordships and like land titles and stuff. Desmond, it will not end there. I tr- trust okay. me. <laughs> okay, we but will be the god emperor. I want Farrock to say it's okay. What do you mean? I want you to say it's okay that we use our military superiority to take over a country. Before you say no, consider what it would mean for Agaton to be independent of Aldrax. What boons would that bring upon your people? Let's go do that. Like, let's go take our sky fortress and go do that. Yes, why not? (laughs) Don't you want to be like... gotta build up to that. You can't just take one sky fortress and think that'll topple all of Aldrax. Yeah, Aldrax is pretty big. Exactly. So let's go take a small principality in some other part of the world and make Desmond, like... I'm actually not a, not opposed to the know. idea of using this to. We got Game of Thrones this goddamn build alliances with this, yes, and yep. eventually become rulers. And Falrock's yes. like halfway wincing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Falrock, you're already in line to the throne. This is basically. I'm not like, in line to any throne. Well, <laughs> well, the areas that you keep. You can liberate them and establish democracy if that's what you want to do. Well, I never said that. Democracy's for idiots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of clowns. Um, I mean, I no, I, I am 100% for using this ship for our greater good. And if that happens to be eventually toppling Aldrax and making I it like the, the world sound a better of place. greater good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, no. my, I'm, I'm okay with that as long as there's land titles in my future. All right. I, so, I have no doubts. <laughs> guys, I think the angle we take with this is um, we did already promise someone else this myth all. Yeah, we made and, the commitment. Yeah, and the Fey respect promises, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and your word being kept. Yeah. Well, so maybe I think, we could just offer our services for a price at a certain point with our mega structure. That's a good point. We can, like, mm-hmm. rent it out. <laughs> Be careful okay. how you do that. And, and you know, she's like, yeah, you gotta you gotta word it very carefully. You gotta let I will uh, do my Chad lay, you've gotta let Chad like word it for you first. Why me? What? what? Wisdom. Yeah. Uh, that that sounds like more of an, an intelligence. Sounds like something Fall Rock should do. Hmm? I, what is what is Lady Blossom doing this? this whole time? I assume she's like in the huddle. Like yeah. <laughs> no, but you're getting us anyway. Yeah. She's standing a polite distance away that I mean conceivably it is out of earshot and she's like Oh sure. With growing a small patch on her of face. flowers and there are yeah. songbirds nesting in her wide brimmed hat. Oh, how nice. What oh. a terrifying being. Uh-huh. What an absolutely nightmarish creature. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so we're going to go, I'm going to say, uh, sorry, but uh, we have already uh, given our word to another, um, so we can't give you the mythol. Really sorry about that. But, hey, you know, we're going to be here. We're going to be on this plane. We're going to have, you know, cool stuff going on. So if you yeah. ever, like, if you want to commission us, we would, in some time in the future, we would love to hear you out. Um and then decide. You know how to contact we, us, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we keep this working relationship open. Like, if there are things you need done, I guess on this plane, maybe we could take the airship to the Feywild. I don't know how that works, but um, yeah, we'll be around. We'll be available. 
Anything else we want to tell her? I, th- I feel like that kind of covers it. Well, we got to mention what we're going to use the menthol for, right? You just said airship, but yeah, do really? we have to mention it? I feel like well, I, I feel like I don't think we should. I don't think we should. No, she's gonna know. Like, it's going to. It doesn't probably, but we're going to be using this. We've already agreed to use this to further our own purposes and to give ourselves a better standing here on this planet. Yeah, or plane. What's so, a planet? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the Hall of Mysteries does have a basic understanding of astronomy. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if this is one of those things where it's like, oh, no, the moon is actually a dead god, kind of, like, it looks like planets, but it's not planets kind of thing. No. Nah. Okay, I'm going to go tell her. We go back okay. over. You, my- you do not go alone. <laughs> I put on my winning smile. I, I once again thank her for the visit. Uh, fortunately, we will not be able to, uh, make this deal with you at this time. Uh, there are prior promises and engagements that we have made, uh, regarding this here mythal. And what kind of people would we be if we did not keep our word to those parties? Uh, surely you must understand. Um, that said, of course, you know the power of the mythal. We will still be here on this plane uh, in control of it, so we will have uh, a fair bit of power in that regard. So if there are other things or events or happenings on this plane in the future and you might require require our our services, Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to at least hear you out and uh, hear what sort of transaction might be made at that time. Of course, you are very easily uh, able to contact us, as you've just demonstrated, so... I think a working relationship is still in order, don't you? Do I need to, like, can I persuade or anything here to kind of soften the blow? No, like, hey, hey, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lady Blossom, you know, our hands are tied, but we would really like to hear you out later. You're welcome to make a persuasion check if you like. Those are the things that I'm good at. Um, that is... Oh, wow. Uh... I always forget how high my persuasion is. Uh, 25. So she's like smiling maternally at you as you deliver this speech. Yeah. And after you're done, she she says, well, I, I do understand the power of a promise. These are important things in the Fae. I'm sure you understand. And unlike most of my brethren, I'm usually not one to begrudge somebody for not giving me what I want. Particularly since I'm already fairly well positioned in the courts of the spring. So, you are welcome to make whichever choice you please. I will, of course, continue to keep an eye on you, as I suspect you will go on to do even more interesting and exciting things now that you have a mythol in your possession. No, we wouldn't have it any other way. We would hate to bore you, Lady Blossom. (laughs) Never boring. No, Uh, never boring indeed. Well, I wish you the best. Indeed. Best of luck in your future endeavors. And remember, if you ever need anything, I'm right behind you. And she steps back through her garden trellis. And as she's going, I say, likewise. And it, you, hear, you hear a wind chime laugh drift back as it like collapses back into an apple blossom, which then drifts backwards on a non-existent breeze and lands behind your ear. (laughs) I relax a little bit now that I'm properly accessorized again. (laughs) All right, well, shall we, uh, shall we go get our myth on? Our our myth on? Keep workshopping it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not quite there. And away we go. And away you go. And two days later, you return to the cottage of Basil and Ivy Pendergrast. It's been burned to the ground. Um, Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. (laughs) (laughs) The devil is there, and the Fae, and Saskia. (laughs) This is the new site of the Blood War. (laughs) No, everything is picturesque. Uh, And as you are... Comforting. Yes. As you're approaching the gate, you hear that kind of cartoonish whistling like an object is falling out of the sky noise. Ah. 
that you heard uh, last time you were here. Yeah, and I know she comes down like uh, artillery shell. So I'm like, huh, huh, where? And that that's exactly what happens. You see a, a person-shaped object falling out of the sky and uh, Ivy Pendergrass lands in a spray of dirt and sand and then she stands up and she i, I mean she's coming down at terminal velocity <laughs> right um i do the i do the polite thing and i uh clean her with a, a summer oh, breeze so she, she stands up and she's like covered in like a, a force field that's oh. just hovering over her skin and uh, that vanishes and all the dirt and sand that was smeared on it also vanishes with it oh okay uh, i, I I remember that last time um, Basil had to clean her off. I didn't know if that was from the impact or if she'd just been, like, gardening. So She forgets sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so she steps out of her impact crater and, like, waves a hand behind her, and it fills back up. And I go, wow! Hell of an I'm, entrance. I'm very good at flying, but I'm not as good at landing. Well, look, flying is all you need. Um, in an ideal world, lo- the landing part would be, you know, like you wouldn't have to worry about it. You just keep flying. Well, I I generally don't have to worry about it, but that's because I spent four years studying personal shields at the Hall of Mysteries, and she like dusts off her robes. It seems to be a good, good fit. Good call. You you've got an aptitude for it. Hey, um, so where do we stick this mythol thing in the tree? Oh, you got it! And oh, yeah, her, no, her face lights up, and she like runs over to the garden fence. And Basil, they got it. Hey, you know, it was kind of difficult. We had to, you know, there was a fifty foot tall giant, and uh, you know, we got pulled into a nightmare realm, and it was the vampires, and you know, it, it was fine. Faye's trying to take it. Yeah, you know, um, Faye. Uh, there was this room full of like every surface was a knife. Um, Fall Rock got drunk. Fall Rock developed alcoholism. It was really. I a did ride. not develop alcoholism. <laughs> there were all these trees trying to teach us morals. It was, it was a gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Basil comes out of the cottage halfway through your ridiculous story that couldn't possibly be true. Um, and he he's like dusting his hands off. He's wearing an apron. It's got potting soil on it. And he says, "Oh, you're back!" And Ivy said, "You you managed to procure the mythol." Indeed, it's currently under. Uh, you might not be able to sense its aura immediately, but uh, oh no, I can sense it. I oh, yep, okay. there it is. Yeah, yeah that's uh, whew. yeah, she's spicy, and that's with us. Uh, we got a little bit of a muffler on it, so. Once you, once we unpack this thing, it's really gonna light up. Oh. So yeah, is there just like a like a squirrel hole that we put this in? Or um, I've never been in a tree battleship before, so. Oh, uh, yes. Whoever has the mythol should go with Ivy, and she'll she'll show you where to put it. I'd like to come with too, if that's all right. <clears throat> you can. I'm. I'm fairly certain, we're fairly certain that the first thing that's going to happen is that the tree ship is going to right itself. Mm. Exciting. And oh, wait, so it, so it flies vertically? I, mm-hmm. I guess I always just assumed it flew horizontally. Oh, I did too. Huh. Well, now, yeah, now I'm not able to picture the submarine anymore. Okay. <laughs> this makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I assumed the submarine was a metaphor. No, no, no. I, a I, tree, like, hurtling along <laughs> parallel to the ground. I yeah. prefer it that way. I do, too. Anyways, uh, I just think it would be neat to see it, you know. Also, um, not to be rude or anything, but we have kind of a, like, we go in twos kind of thing. Uh, I suppose. Um, bring somebody who's good at keeping their balance or has a thick skull, I suppose. I, I, I I've been told I have both. So. No, you don't. <laughs> well, I've been told I'm fixed gold. Yeah, so uh, let's go plug this in. Let's go turn this city on. So Ivy brings you over to a... It's like you have to duck because it's clearly a doorway that's meant to be vertical and it's currently horizontal because the tree's tipped over. Uh, and you go inside and she walks you through a series of dark... I, I don't want to say tunnels, but I can't think of a better... 
noun for spaces in the interior of a tree? Hallways? Yeah, but I I imagine they're kind of like windy and twisty. Yeah. Okay. They're almost like, um, yeah, the tunnels, but specifically like in a burrow kind of thing. Like they're... They're probably all nice and like well maintained and smooth. Yes. And there's Regardless. no lights in here, right? Like it's no. just pitch black. I Correct. bang my head on everything. Splendid. And I have dark vision, so I'm totally fine. <laughs> I, could, I could like help Tarajex along, but I'm intentionally not. Like I'm just far enough ahead that he has to deal um, with it. Does my so I pulled out a gem that was powering a lamp way back in the dwarven like research lab. <laughs> and does that gem actually emit light or anything? Or is it just like, did it power some other runic thing? I don't remember. Cause I, there was like a lamp that was, Oh, this and was I pulled the, the gem out of it. This was in the tower, right? Yeah. Yeah. The dwarven okay. tower. It has a faint glow to it, but enough that I can like navigate by. Enough that you can you can see things momentarily before you collide with them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't. Any light spell that I have is going to be very momentary. <laughs> and lightning based. And also lightning. Why don't you just let me cast light on whatever you want? Because he's already gone. Because we're yeah. already way deep in here. Um, well... I try to like cobble together some sort of lamp gem hand mirror like shitty makeshift flashlight, but it doesn't work at all. No, and the distraction, like the the attention you need to give it to put it together, makes you bump into more things. <laughs> After a few, like Ivy apologizes. She's like, "I'm sorry, I don't have any light spells." That's I don't really do that. No, it's fine. Usually I'm outdoors, so this isn't an issue. And after a couple, like a minute and a half, uh, you come to a large room that has, not tendrils, but it has like sort of woody vines running from a central cylinder that's kind of, I think like a stereotypical power like fantasy or sci-fi reactor where it's got like the cylinder that's cut in the middle where something hangs suspended right oh yeah yeah totally but it's obviously like on its side because that the tree is on, on its side. side and like way up in the air no or oh. it's it's like a 10 like a standard 10 foot tall room okay so like five feet off the ground above our heads yeah okay so it's a pretty cramped little reactor room like Cram- I'm, well it's the the chamber is a circle that's roughly like twenty feet across, so it's not cramped per se. It's like a, a normal room size. It's cramped for your preconceived notion of a reactor, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the the ones I've seen in Jux, like the the blueprints, their reactor rooms are grand and vast. And their reactor rooms aren't developed at the height of like the elven. Yeah. Yeah, they're also made of evil. So anyways, so can we just like reach up and stick the mythol in there or is this like yeah. gotta climb or okay. That's what Ivy Ivy brings you in. She says, I as far as we know, you just kind of slot it in there and she points up. Leyland, I feel like it would be thematically appropriate for you to do this. So can I touch it long enough to to pick it up and, and put it in there, or does it have to be I can, um, I've got, like, uh, moccasins you can put on your hands. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could wrap them in a shirt if you're feeling boring. Well, I'll I'll remind you that touching the mythol wasn't bad for you. It just felt like you were, you know, you had a a finger in a low-voltage socket. Right. Okay. I always feel like that, so. I... Carefully unwrap the mythol, take it, and I grab like I grab onto a vine or something because like I um I have excellent three dimensional reckoning, <laughs> so I I see what the room is about to become and I brace myself optimally so that when gravity changes by ninety degrees I am still 
like braced. So you lay flat against the floor, which is right now a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, and, exactly. and that way you have a 50-50 chance of either being fine <laughs> or falling 20 feet straight down. <laughs> which, either way, I'm fine. So, yeah. All right, so I <laughs> delicately lift it and slide it into the reactor slot. Maybe thank your Elf King guy. Like, whisper it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm saying all this, like, from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Just laying flat on your back on yeah. the ground. I don't know. Maybe say a few words for your dead king. And I'm, like, eating chips. <laughs> yeah, you do something elfy. <clears throat> I just shake my head and, and slide it in. <laughs> so you slot the mythal into that kind of center space, and there's a, a pulse of kind of pale green light that suffuses the room. And the vines that are kind of attached to this central column all start to pulse and glow faintly as well. And then it's it's almost like watching sap flow through these vines as this kind of emerald light spreads through them and into the walls and out into presumably the rest of the tree ship. And then you feel everything start to shake. And over the course of a couple minutes, gravity does start to change as the room, you feel the room get lifted up to its proper orientation. Uh, not go, at all. <laughs> go ahead and make dexterity saving throws just so we have some dice. Natural 20. Because of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a 12. But I was I was prepared you can, for this. you can roll this with advantage. Okay, thank you. Uh I rolled worse. <laughs> wow. Um, All right. Okay. Nice. So in, in the event that I am about to fall down that hallway to my death, I will feather fall. Leolin manages to No, that was the natural one result. <laughs> I just in the most graceful way possible just completely contort my body as as the room shifts I shift with it it looks like I am a part of the tree <laughs> yeah you know, you do like the um, the kind of dancing on the ceiling camera rotation thing where you just like <laughs> gracefully walk with the room as it rotates tumbling by in the background caught momentarily on a knobbly outcropping and then slides off of that and falls like <laughs> three feet and lands on his face. <laughs> Thumbs up from the floor. Cool. Exterior, everybody else watching from outside, uh, what you see is this pulse of, of green light and then the roots that are kind of sticking up in the air, the side that's above ground, they start to writhe and twist, and then they pull themselves, they grow down into the ground, and they start pulling the entirety of the tree ship up. Does, um, this, does this bother Basil's house? No. Okay. I was worried about that for a second. I was like, wait, hang Basil, on. <laughs> Basil's new house is big red. <laughs> <laughs> That's big green. Nah, it's red. It's a redwood. It's big red. It's We're not. not naming our nuclear submarine Big Red. We it's also did. not a redwood. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't just go with it? No. If anything, no, we would not retconning the tree. Joe I would never retcon the person tree. would object to naming a tree ship Big Red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would name it Red October. I also oh, I like that. You don't know what October is. is. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, what are the seasons in this world? What day no, is Halloween? We're not, we're not getting divorced. <laughs> we're not sidetracking like, on this now. No. Yeah. First of all, I don't have a full calendar set out yet. I just have the like days of the week and major holidays. <laughs> Secondly, there are bigger things going on at the moment. There are. Don't say. Uh, so the tree kind of writes itself using its roots, and over the course of the next five minutes, it's like watching spring happen in double time. Well, I say double time. It's like <laughs> mega super fast time. time. Yeah. Uh, the the tree just suddenly grows leaves by the hundreds there, until it's like fully leafed out and it looks like a proper tree instead of a dead one. <laughs> and Basil is furiously taking notes. We did a good thing today. 
So is Basil's house like single tier in Fall Rock on the tree still or like sideways? Basil's house remains exactly where it was before. Okay, so it's on the ground. It's on the ground and it's like almost it's like almost nestled up against the trunk of the tree. The door going into the tree ship is like ten feet away. Okay, cool. Um so now that this room is properly oriented. Are there, like, other hallways branching off? Because I'm looking for, like, an exterior balcony where I can... The only door into the reactor room, the mythal chamber, I'm going to, like, I'm apologizing in advance because (laughs) I used a lot of, like, spaceship words for this, even though it's a tree. Well, I'm not you. The audience might. If the audience has a problem with it, then we've got the wrong audience. Yeah, and for anyone fair. in the audience that doesn't like a tree being described with spaceship words, who heard you? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> are, are more okay? importantly, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, so there's only one there's only one door out of the reactor. Okay. And by my reckoning, we're up at the top of the tree, right? Like you this. are in the center at ground level. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, okay. I've got this all oriented. Thank you. Yeah. I thought we were walking like along the spine of it to uh No, you were you okay. were walking in yeah. rather than up. Okay, cool. So this is a big tree then. And I will a momentary aside here for you guys. In the podcast ideas folder under the cool items subfolder, there is a blank document titled The Tree Ship, where I recommend you take notes on the tree ship. That's a great idea. I'm going to open that up now. Yep. <laughs> Calling it now, there's going to be a bit of a war over naming it. <laughs> I have, in my notes, allocated a full half hour for naming the tree ship. <laughs> oh, dear God. That was probably for the best. I, uh, yeah. I spent some time discussing this with other people that I've been consulting for ideas and such, and <laughs> I, like half an hour was the happy medium. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I go back downstairs, back out the... <laughs> so I go All right, hang. external. Hang yeah, you exit the reactor room and head outdoors. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm fully prepared for our half hour of debate because I pulled up best boat names from A to Z, 26 plus ideas to name your yacht. No. <laughs> Not a yacht. <laughs> I'm ready. It's more of like a I'm sky so fortress. Like, yeah. Like best yeah, sky fortress. Here we go. So you, as you walk back out, you pass several, and I'll like the entire place is kind of suffused with this faintly green light now. And it's not like it's not like bad camera tint green. It's like sunlight filtering through leaves green. Um, so okay. you can see things a little better now. And you pass several passageways, or rather what I should say is the reactor room uh, passage joins up to a larger hallway that appears to run kind of in the center of the tree, parallel to the exterior. So like a smaller circle inside the trunk, uh, which is fairly large it's 10 feet wide and has like a 15 foot ceiling okay and there are several offshoots and you can see um there's also like a spiral staircase that is just inside of or concentric with that towards the center of the tree that seems to go up the trunk so um are we i i turn and i ask i like so are we meeting for tea back in the house or are we helping you guys move what's going on here I assume you're like I assume you're moving into the ship and leaving the house. There there's been some debate about that. I think we should Basil insists that when the tree ships fly they also took a chunk of land around Oh, like it's a like an <clears throat> island. Yes. And he is quite certain that our cottage is within this radius, but of course we have no way of proving that and I think it would be a grave mistake to leave all of our things there and have them uprooted or destroyed when the tree takes off. That's a fair point. Yeah, probably. You do have five extra hands to help move things in. If if the house is intact once we get moving, then we could help move it back, too. That's a good point. Uh, And continue back. Well, I guess if you're discussing that with her, then you're already outside. So 
Uh, yeah, so Basil is out there, and he's like dancing a little jig as he as he makes sketches in his notebook. Uh, the rest of the party is there also. So, how do you fly this thing? That's a good question. We'll probably have to go to the to the main control room, and he says that with a question mark at the end. <laughs> Obviously, we don't have any concrete ideas of what. Or how the ship works, seeing as it's been hibernating this whole time. Of course. So none of those passageways were open. Several of them were, but you didn't make any point of going to explore them, so I didn't describe them. Yeah, we'll we'll get to all of that once we're underway. Uh, Not under, under doesn't sound right. Overway. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you, you exit and... Actually, looking at the timestamps on the recording here, this is probably a good place to cut the recording and start the next one. It's been a productive session. (laughs) (laughs) The near diversion count is like at six right now. (laughs) But they were near diversions. You guys actually, look, you legitimately (laughs) spent half an hour debating whether or not to give the mythal to Lady Blossom, which is appropriate. Yeah, it's a big decision. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta find the thing to actually put it in there. What? I've I found a name that I like, but I gotta like find the. Oh, you gotta um, navigate yeah. to the word document. <laughs> I gotta find the word document. I didn't think I was gonna find one I liked. Okay, so uh, thank you for joining us. This has been another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. Pretty P heavy session, I suppose, but I felt it was a good one. Uh, so I've been Joe, your dungeon master for this adventure. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. We can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. If you wish to reach us on Twitter, you can do so at alchemists underscore club. Joining me, we had... Daniel Blanchett. Kale, playing Desmond, who's trying to come up with names. (laughs) I'm Zach, and I play Falrock, and we created a thing. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin, and I put I put the mythal on to create the thing. <laughs> yes. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarajux. Sky Captain! <laughs> no, it's Captain Tarajux. Sky Captain Tarajux Heiko, Captain of the Sky. <laughs> Comma, Sky Captain. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Uh, see you next time. Bye, 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 bye. Boop, boop.